We on the Michael Bless J, y'all. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the glass ceiling, damn it. I'm your host, Blessed It's an honor and a privilege and another honor to be here, damn it. We made it through another week. Go ahead and give yourselves a round of applause, damn it. Go ahead. We made it through, damn it. Well, welcome back. All right. Let's get right into it. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. News in the sports world this week. Got my dog Paul coming on later. Talk about all this NFL frenzy, obviously, blase, blase. And why I know you saw Carl Anthony Towns' 60-point game. Shout out to Kyrie for doing it the next day. But I know you saw Cats. And we're going to get into that later in NBA talk. But anyway, news this week, obviously, got to start off the show with none other than shouting out LeGoat. LeBron James, obviously, the GOAT in my eyes. I just stated it. But Why? I can name many accolades, obviously, but we're just going to start with he's number two overall in scoring in in the NBA all time. That's what we're going to start with because you got to respect it. You got to respect it, ladies and gentlemen. This man is in his 18th season, okay? This man is in his 18th season averaging freaking 28, okay? This is unbelievable. And the fact that we continue to take it uh, uh, take advantage of the fact that we've seen this man grow up before our very eyes is sickening, one. But two, because he's not only lived up to the hype at the age of 18, 17, hell, 16. Not only does he live up to that hype, but he surpasses it. Tremendously. You gotta respect the shout out to LeGoat, number two overall all time score. Deshaun Watson. Free of all criminal charges. Criminal charges. You know how I said that. Gotta be specific. Criminal charges. Free of the Houston Texans. Gotta love that, of course. I mean, who wouldn't? But not only that, he got paid, damn it. The the man five years. A hundred and fifty million dollars, ladies and gentlemen. That's getting paid, damn it. Especially in the NFL uh, contract. 
obviously um, completely different from an NBA contract. Just know my son will be playing basketball. But anyway, my, my dog Deshaun got paid. What can he do in, in Cleveland? The world may never know. We, I'm just kidding. We'll find out. We'll find out. But waiting to see what Deshaun Watson's going to do in Cleveland. Definitely glad he can put this dark, 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 dark place in his career behind him and hopefully move forward. Always rooting for Deshaun. Hopefully wish him the best. Uh, March Madness. What can I say about March Madness? I know it breaks your heart. I know I just watched my Auburn Tigers lose yesterday to a 10th seed Miami team. I know I bet money on the game. Although it was small, it was still some money. And I know all of my teams, no matter the Bucks, no matter Auburn football, it doesn't matter. They have all crushed me this year. And don't get me started on the Lakers, damn it. Don't get me started. But they've all crushed me. So it's time to pack up the tent, what have you. We'll see in uh, next season what all these teams do for me. But this year sucked for me as a sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to put that out there. It sucked. But anyway, uh, shout out to March Madness. We're going to have a new national champion. Baylor obviously down. So it's still a great turn. He obviously stars in the making. St. Peter's. Huh? Got to respect him. You got to respect him. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course. Devontae Adams. You know he's going to, with his boy Derek Carr. I spoke on the incident last week about how I know he felt disrespected because he said he wasn't going to play for the Packers again because how the hell are you going to offer me $20 million when I'm the best receiver damn near in the league? And where the hell is Aaron Rodgers? Where are you? But it doesn't matter because your number one threat's gone anyway, and that's on Aaron Rodgers. No one else to blame but himself, but it is what it is. And Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. And with his good old buddy, Derek Carr. So let's see what they can do. Definitely finna be lethal. But we'll get into that more, obviously, in NFL. So I got my dog Paul coming in. We will be back with his voice and me next on NFL Talk. We'll be back. We'll be back. Gotta pay these bills, of course. We shall be back. Take me out, DJ. Take me out. It's that time. Go ahead and... Take it out of here. Beach. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Gotta send some love from Florida, damn it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Cut it. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Paul is in the building. Paul is in the building. It's been a little minute. Paul, go ahead. Let him know how you feel. Uh, yeah, no, it's now. been a little minute. I appreciate you having me on. Love seeing the show progress. And, yes, sir. Uh, again, love, love, to, love to be on and love to talk some sports with you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you. And it's that time, Paul. Of course, it's that time. No other than that time. Go ahead, bring it in for me, Mr. DJ, sir. Go ahead, bring it in. NFL Talk, NFL Talk, NFL Talk. You gotta love it, you gotta love it. Cut it. 
you gotta love it, Paul. You gotta love it, cause if you don't love this, then what else do you love? You know. So, Paul, just talking about the Devontae Adams situation, obviously, big situation because he chose one quarterback who a lot of people say is that guy, the best quarterback in the league, quotation, quotation, even though you know how I feel. But he chose someone else over that guy. Someone a lot of people overlook, in my opinion. But how do you feel about the Devontae Adams situation, obviously being a Las Vegas Raider now? And what do you see? What do you see makeup of that situation? Well, first off, this has to be one of my favorite off seasons so far that I have been watching mm-hmm. my whole entire life. You're one of my lying. favorites. You're not lying. So, no, but to go off the Devonta Adams thing, I, I, you ha- you can't blame Devonta Adams one bit. Uh, you can blame the Green Bay Packers for letting his contract run out. Sure can. And you can also blame Aaron Rodgers for being. You know, selfish. A poor choice of words. Mm. I'll, I'll just use selfish at this point. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it was a surprise that if Devontae Adams ever came a free agent, that's why I blame Green Bay as much as I do because it has been a known thing where Devontae Adams and Derek Carr still have their relationship from college. Right. And he's expressed that he would play with Derek Carr again. And Derek Carr has expressed. Uh, quotation, quotation, that the Raiders would full court press Devontae Adams in free agency. You're right. So, again, they studs in college together. And but I went, I, Devontae Adams just bought a house next to Derek Carr to right. show you how good their friendship Besties. is. Besties. You're right. So. But let me ask you this, Paul. Because this is my take on it. I, th- I put the blame fully on Aaron Rodgers. Say what you want. But Devontae Adams gave the Packers the first choice, Right. He literally said, I'm going to sign. I, I want to sign with you wherever A-Rod is. They do the little Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen uh, picture. They tweet that back and forth. So he's giving the Packers the first choice, firsthand. But you know what Aaron Rodgers does? He says, I'm going to get mine first. Respect, you know, take care of your, take care of your family first, whatever. No problem, no sweat. That was his pole point this offseason. He wanted to get paid. Fine. But. The problem I have with that, Paul, is after Devontae Adams goes to war for Aaron Rodgers to get his money, because without Devontae Adams last season and all the interviews that he did in the aid of Aaron Rodgers, while Aaron Rodgers is literally on jeopardy, Devontae Adams is literally sticking up for Aaron Rodgers. So literally, the guy who got Aaron Rodgers paid settles for one year and $20 million. Or what it seemed to be for a second. And that's that's the thing, too, is I'm very confused because the the reporters are saying that Aaron Rodgers understood and was not necessarily on board, but he understood that Devontae Adams and the Raiders situation leading up to the day he signed. So, Michael, who the hell are you throwing to? Exactly. Al, I mean, Al, Al Lazard's a good two to three guy. He complains every uh, MF, MF, Yeah. He complains every year, Paul. Yeah. He complains every and it's ironic. And it's ironic. It's ironic that they posted that picture because let's not forget Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen separated too. Exactly. So it is very ironic. It is very. very ironic. But it's just hilarious to me because you literally complain every year. I have no one to throw to. And then arguably the best receiver in the league is at your disposal. And you let him go because you simply won't speak up for him. It was really that simple in my opinion because if Aaron Rodgers says, I'll take a little bit less money so Devontae can get right, or 
What do we have to do for Devontae to get paid? If he even just spoke up, Paul, as much as he spoke up about how he feels about a fucking vaccine, then maybe Devontae Adams would still be there. Just maybe. I don't know, but that's just my opinion. We're moving on with the show because I just find it hilarious, Paul. That's just my opinion. But free agency frenzy obviously didn't stop with Devontae Adams, Paul. It obviously didn't start with him, but it didn't stop with him either. So, Paul, right now, obviously free, free agency, we have a whole lot to go, a whole lot more to go. But right now, Paul, who is, in your opinion, the biggest steal so far this free agency? Who's, your, who's the biggest steal so far this free agency, Paul? So I'm going to go a little off your question to start off. I want to give props to the Bengals well, for going out and getting, getting my boy Alex Kappa, yes, Ted sir. Forrest, and then you just signed Leo Collins. You are doing the number one thing that stopped you from winning a Super Bowl, mm. and that is protecting Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback last year. No lies detected. Mistaken. No lies detected. So I want to give a shout-out to them. But I think the best signing – I don't really think it's a steal, mm. but the best signing, best fit is J.C. Jackson going to the Chargers. Very much. Uh, he's, he's a young guy, what, like 25, 26 this has been a standout, and you that's your weakness. Like, Chargers, you need help. You got young guys. You got Asante Samuels. You got Derwin in the back that mm. hopefully can stay healthy. But you get one more stud back there, and yeah. they picked up Cleo Mack, too. Yes, sir. So, it's like they're doing everything they need, but I think that's the best deal. And you got him for a while, and he's like I said, he's young. So, I, I, think, that's, I think that's the best uh, free agent signing this um, offseason, yeah. honestly. I said last week, I said, whoever has one of these people on your team is going to be in the Super Bowl hunt next year. Mark my words, J.C. Jackson was definitely one of those people. Shout out to J.C. Jackson. But as much as I respect the J.C. Jackson take, Paul, as much as I respect that take, I got to say the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow upgraded their defense that's already elite and put Miles Jack on it. That is scary right there, Paul. Not only do you have elite linebackers like T.J. Watt and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the Michigan Bush, Devin Bush. Not only do they have them, Paul. You add Miles Jack, who can literally go side to side. The only linebacker in my, there's only three or four linebackers in my opinion in the league that can genuinely when I say sideline to sideline football, these people are running. I'm talking about they're there. And that, we got one of them. And we, we the Bucks, the Bucks definitely have one of them. The other one is uh the Warner, Fred Warner in freaking uh the 49ers. San, San Francisco. Miles Jack is the third person on my list. The other one would be Bobby Wagner. But Miles Jack can fly, ladies and gentlemen. And when you add a person like that alongside T.J. Watt, oh, my gosh. Let's not forget he played running back in college. Oh, my gosh. This man is going to be special. Keep in mind, he is only, like, damn near 23, 24. And he's been on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I promise you he is ready with Mike Tomlin. I promise you Mike Tomlin got himself something special for the low. But, Paul, we're signing. You know we got to have the good good in the bag. Too obvious. This was too obvious for me. Have and that's good in the Christian bag. Kirk. Christian Kirk to the Jacksonville Jaguars for $82 million. 
baby. You're making him a top five paid wide receiver in the NFL? And Damn. you're telling me you actually like Trevor Lawrence? That's what they like, Paul. You can't. You cannot tell me you like Trevor Lawrence and you're doing this to him. Listen. You spent, you are giving him $40 million guaranteed. And he, he's a two? A two. He's a two? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jacksonville, bro. You just want to stay across the organization. Got to. Look, I know you said you don't believe in Trevor. I'm on the... Oh, about Trevor. I've seen at least a little bit of spurts. I saw more spurts than Trevor. No, I can't lie. Because Trubisky's first year, he did show us a decent something-something. But after that, was downhill. But my point is, Trevor Lawrence, he has some spurts. He has some brilliance in there, okay? it's not. He's not a bust, okay? Now, is he going to live up to the expectation he's supposed to be? Then I don't know. You know, turning Jacksonville around, I mean, hell. Who could do that but God? Who, who could do that but God? But... Personally, Paul, Kirk, obviously, Christian Kirk, a decent wide receiver, decent slot, wouldn't give him that much He's money. never had over 1,000 yards, Not and you're wrong. paying him $80 million. Not wrong, Paul, because it wouldn't be me. I pinky promise it wouldn't be me. But you know who else is getting paid, overpaid, in my opinion? Vaughn Miller. And I'm going to tell you why. Like, some of you raised your eyebrows and said, really, Vaughn Miller? Yes, because it's $120 million. Over a five-year time. Six. Six years. Worse, six-year time. So you're telling me you're paying Vaughn Miller as if he just won Super Bowl MVP. That's what you're expecting from the Buffalo Bills. I understand you guys need another edge rusher, a sure-handed edge rusher, but you are paying Vaughn Miller as though he is the best edge rusher in the league, believe it or not. And to me, Paul, I don't, I don't see it personally because the last time I seen Von Miller actually perform at an elite level, if we're being respectable and honest, it's been about four or five years, okay, Paul? Four or five years since he's been playing at an elite level, okay? For this contract, I believe, Paul. And me, Paul, uh, yeah. You know, to go on, and yeah. that's why I'm, I'm, I agree with you. It's definitely overpaid, but like, I, like I talking to you earlier i i am not a good big guy on the contracts i don't know how to read these contracts but i've heard rumors that somehow there's a way that they'll be able to get out of a lot of the money and i hope that is what it is and they were, this is the best way for them to save cap mm. but we will see you i don't know, know. I, I, I don't yeah know. i don't know how you save cap with that that's what i mean but we'll see hopefully his football iq could be the 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 ladder that the bills need to get over the hook maybe who knows but anyway Let's move on, Paul, because there's still some names out there, of course. We got the worst, we got the best, but there's still some names out there, Paul, that could really turn a franchise around, in my opinion. But I'm going to leave this one off, Paul, because I want you to respond back to me with what you think, because I, I didn't even tell you who I was going to pick before the show, for a reason. I want you to tell me what you think about this person, your feedback on what I'm going to say to you, and then I want you to give me your answer, okay? All right. But ladies and gentlemen, the biggest steal yet to be signed, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Colin Kaepernick. Huh? I said it's none other than Colin 
Kaepernick. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the show is all about the culture. You know we love the culture on this show. Yes, you do. But if this one's not, this me saying this is simply not about the culture. This is simply facts. So let me just read off some simple facts to you. Last time, let's just take it Colin Kaepernick's career in the NFL. Only six years, you know, sure, let's just take it back. Takes over for Alex Smith after he suffers a concussion. Then continues to lead the 49ers in that same season to the Super Bowl and go 11-4. and four. I'm going to keep going. In that same Super Bowl, he throws for 302 yards and rushes for 62 in a three-point loss. I'm going to keep going. The following year. He leads the 49ers to a 12-4 season before falling short to the soon-to-be Super Bowl champions and the Legion of Doom, Super Seattle Seahawks. But in that same season, he throws for a career-high 3,369 yards and rushes for 639. This is the next season, excuse me, after, after the 12-4 season. He literally sets a career high. The team goes 8-8, eight and eight, but obviously with those numbers, it wasn't on him. The next year, he gets hurt and is replaced by Blaine Gabbert. Don't have to tell you how that season went. The next season, he takes a knee. Ladies and gentlemen, we are acting like Colin Kaepernick. We are acting like we don't know for a fact. That Colin Kaepernick wasn't blacklisted from the NFL. We are literally acting like it was his ability to play football that determined him not being in the league. Blaine Gabbert still fucking collects a check, ladies and gentlemen. The Steelers just decided Mitchell Trubisky could be their starting future quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Carson Wentz just got traded to his third freaking team. In three years, ladies and gentlemen. But you're going to sit here and tell me Colin Kaepernick can't contribute to any organization right now. Bullshit. I promise you, a man who literally in his last season, in 12 games, literally completing 60% of his passes, close to 3,000 yards throwing, 16 touchdowns to only four interceptions. You're telling me that guy can't contribute in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, he's a steal. And I'm not saying to just automatically put him as a starter, but I mean, hell, some of these teams, why not? But you're not telling me this man can't contribute in any shape, way, or fashion to an NFL franchise, period. And that's just how I feel, Paul. That's just me. But... Colin Kaepernick, ladies and gentlemen, and I know some of you are saying you're getting this, you're getting this information because he he did a seven on seven with some receivers. No, I'm getting this information because he did seven on seven receivers with NFL talent, and he's training with NFL talent, prime NFL talent in the league right now. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you the same way that we were. Oh my gosh, Zach Wilson could be the next Patrick Mahomes last year. Off of a simple throw in a pro day. Yes, I promise you. I believe in Colin Kaepernick. Paul, the floor is yours. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into the 
whole situation that led up to Kaepernick's um, situation. But the big things for me is, one, I think Colin Kaepernick is in a predicament where he's only going to go to one team, and that's Seattle. And that's because of the relationship that he has with Pete Carroll in the past, Mm. uh, with Pete Carroll backing him up. Um, And there years ago, Pete Carroll said the only reason he didn't bring Colin in uh, which it sounds weird now that you're looking back at it is because he didn't view Colin as a backup and didn't want to disrespect him. Well, now's your chance to uh, bite your words and at least give him a chance in the preseason. Um, and I completely agree that he won't be the worst quarterback in the league if he comes back. He won't even. Um, it is, He'll be it, it's, tough, it's tough to readjust after so many years, which, I mean, you could say that about anyone. But uh, I, don't, I still don't think he – I mean, you got people like – what's his name? Chase Daniels making – like twenty million or something like that. Kirk, as a Cousin, backup, so. Kirk Cousins just got paid thirty million dollars for one year of service, ladies and gentlemen. You can't make it up. Yeah, so I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think if anything happens, uh, I mean, I know he just did a workout with Tyler Lockett. It's going to be to Seattle. Um, C- Seattle's obviously in a rebuild. Um, this is your chance to try something out, um, be the team that uh, takes a step, and, and maybe it works out. And if it doesn't. Then you shut everyone up and you release them in the preseason and it's, and wipe your hands clean. You're fine. So no I harm, just no need foul. my daughter to get a chance, Paul. That's all we're asking. Because if the Steelers are convinced Mitchell Trubisky is the guy, oh, trust and believe. Let's see what Colin Kaepernick can do. Anyway, we're going to take a 30-second break. We'll be back. Definitely entertaining NBA talk ahead of us. We'll be back. We'll be back. Go ahead and take us out, little Uzi. Take us out. We out of here. We out of here. We'll be back. We be throwing money in a spiral. Every time the girl hear my song, yeah, turn her right into my hoe. She shake her ass through the eye roll. Got a skinny thong like a tightrope. I be blowing up like some pyro. Coop 150, call it Cairo. If she left with me, she the right hoe. Man, she rotting me like a BMX. Man, she said the D is for dino. I got two horns like a rhino. There's no way you can buy hope. And we're back, we're back, we're back. And I love the way we do it here, too. I love the way we do it. Love it here, Paul. We love it here, we love it here. And it's about that time. It is about that time, Paul. So it's about that time for me to bring it in and the DJ to play that music. So go ahead and do it, Mr. DJ. Let's be great. NBA talk, NBA talk, NBA talk. Got it. And we're back, we're back, we're back. Love it here. Paul, a lot of things happened in the NBA, just like the NFL free agency got me excited. These NBA, this NBA regular season, excuse me, has been an exciting one. I'm looking forward to the, to the, to the playoffs, Paul. I really am, I really am. Because this one, anyone can get a championship again, Paul. And I know LeBron's not going to be one of them this year, but it's going to be fun to watch, of course. But, Paul, we got to take a look back at the past. Because although my Lakers team isn't doing that great this year, there have been some great Lakers teams in the past. And there's been some great teams overall in the past in NBA history. If you watched First Take this past week, I know you saw Mad Dog give his little top five teams of all time. And I'm here to tell you that th- that list is complete bullshit because you can't have a top five list of all time without having 
one modern team on it. It just doesn't make sense. So you know what? We just took the liberty of deciding to correct his list for him, making our own list. So, Paul, you can go ahead and name yours. Matter of fact, Paul, let me take the lead on this one. Let me get to take the lead on this one, Paul. You got it. My top five, Paul. I'm going to start at number five, going up. Number five, the 84-85 Celtics. Why? Obviously, we all know Larry is a crazy, crazy white boy with the basketball. We already know Larry's nasty. We know that. But why else? We know Kevin McHale's one of the best power forwards this game has ever seen. We know that Bill Walton's old ass somehow managed to run up and down the floor that year and make it to the, make it. Somehow we know that they had a bunch of ballers on that team and they made it and they're one of the greatest of all time. But you know who's right above them in number four, Paul? The 87-88 Lakers. Why? Because the same team that I just named right before them, these guys three years later came back and beat them. You got to respect it. Because not only did they have the best record in the NBA history pre-Bulls, but they had Magic Johnson, the best, the best point guard ever. They had uh, uh, Kareem Abadabadu-Jabbar, one of the greatest scorers, basketball players ever. They had guys like Maxwell. Some of you guys don't even know who Van Maxwell is, but just know he is a shooter. They had guys like that, Paul. And you know what I did with number three, Paul? I went straight up to the next to the next greatest team, in my opinion, Paul. And I put another Lakers team up there because if you don't have a Shaq and Kobe team on your top five, Paul, you are on crack. You are on something that is very, very strong because how the hell don't you have Kobe Bean Bryant and literally the most dominant player ever to touch a basketball, Shaq Diesel. How do you not have that one of those three te- three peat teams on the on, on that? How do you not do it? I don't know, but I'm not going to do it on here because they are number three all time. Number two, who else would it be? But an 18-19 Golden State Warriors team. I mean, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scores this game has ever seen. Who's stopping Kevin Durant in any generation? Nobody. Steph Curry. The greatest shooter this game has ever seen. Who's stopping Steph Curry in any generation? Nobody. Klay Thompson, the second, in my opinion, greatest shooter this game has ever seen. Why? Who's stopping him, Paul? Nobody. Draymond Green, a young who could shoot the ball? No, no, this is 18, 19. Take that back. My fault. Thinking of 15, 16, Paul. Look, I got myself caught 16, up. 16, 17. Yeah, 16, 17. Talking about. But 18, 19. Oh, six, I'm talking about 17, uh, 16, 17. I was going to say, you might want to go yeah, back. Yeah, 18, 19. No, no. 18, 19. It was 86, 87 Lakers. I'm one year back. Right, right. 86, yeah, 86 87 seven. Lakers. And then 17. 16, 17, 17, Golden State Warriors, excuse me. That's when they swept, right? Yes, that's when they swept. Okay. Back to what I was saying. Now, you still have to put the team on there. Because with those three, I don't care who, who you put against these guys. No one's shooting. No one's shooting like these guys. And we obviously know twos don't match up with three. So, who could be number one, DeAndre? 
Who could be number one, Dre, if you have that team at number two? And it's simply the 95-96 Bulls for one reason, one reason only. They have the greatest record in NBA history. And we all know it doesn't mean a thing without a ring. Because obviously the record was broken by the Golden State Warriors. But again, what happens when you meet LeBron James? Things happen. You know what I'm saying? So the 95-96 Bulls, if they're, the fact they weren't on Mad Dog's list makes me a mad dog. But the fact that this team gets overlooked like they don't have the best record with a ring is sickening in my opinion, Paul. But go ahead with your top five. I got my little spiel out. I got a couple of the same teams that you got on there. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, I threw them on there. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm biased. It's the 12-13 the heat. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Okay, I, just, respect, I, respect. I love them. So much talent. We respect you got him. arguably prime James. Mm. You got ending career Wade, ending years. You got Chris Bosh, arguably one of the best chemistry teams of all time. Mm. Comes out to be one of the greatest photos in the NBA of all time. Mm. And then they take down a young Kawhi in the finals uh, after getting revenge from the previous year. That's my five. Number four, I got the Bad Boys Pistons, 88-89 swept just dominated the lakers in the finals 4-0 you got thomas dumars uh lambeer and again i just feel like this team was dominant by their play and their chemistry was up there too yeah and they they ran a show there so you can't really argue against that third i agree with you is the 86 87 lakers cream magic uh that was the year Again, what they come back, lost the year before that, and then they just dominate the year after. And I will go off and say I do not have a Kobe Shaq team on my list. Oh, my God. Number two, I have the 16-17 Warriors, just like you do, Mm. the revenge year when they had the best record in the league and they, again, met LeBron James. Uh, They still had a 67-15 record, but, again, going off of talent, pure talent, you'll never see a team with – Ever shooters like Katie, Clay, and Steph ever on a team ever again, and that was just beautiful to watch. And then number one, I will agree with you, and it's the ninety-five, ninety-six Bulls. Got it. You be. have prime Michael Jordan, and I arguably number one player on earth, only to LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And this, you've all we've all seen the Last Dance, and we've all seen the interviews. They were so on each other's mind they knew what was coming next and they knew where everyone was gonna be and they knew the game plan and they again had michael jordan so again you beat the supersonics back then dominate one of the best records to ever live so i gotta give it to them at number one so a couple of the same things as you a couple little different shack magic i was shacking uh kobe barely missed my top five but uh, respectful and respectfully missed my top five. I'll say that. Well, I respect it. I respect it, Paul. Don't really, but I mean, again, you have to be on some high drugs, of course, if you don't have any of them on there. But to your top five, Paul, I respect it. It is what it is. So moving forward, Paul, we this past week, we saw a 60-point performance from Carl Anthony Towns. And I don't know about you, Paul, but I didn't I didn't watch it. 
I didn't watch the game, but I definitely saw those highlights. And this man, this man, Carl Anthony Towns, is, needs some more respect on his name. I know a lot of people be like, oh, Cat be playing soft. I was one of those people. But this man right here deserves some more respect. Setting a franchise record. Okay? But you know what's not, you know what's more wild, Paul? The next night, Kyrie decides to drop 60. Oh, yes, Kyrie. The next night said, Cat, I like what you have. I want some too. I'm going to drop 60 now. And goes ahead and drops 60 on the road, of course, because he can't play home. But this man, Kyrie, I'm going to say it again, has the best part-time job ever. Regardless if it was against the Magic or not, I'm telling you, I wish, I pray to God I could have a job that I can get paid 35 mil. It's 45 mil to play half of my games. I wish, Paul. I wish. But, Paul, in your opinion, out of those two 60-point performances, who was the better one? Look, I'm not going to knock either of these guys, honestly. I know that I'm dodging the question that you asked me. But I'm I'm not knocking 60 points mm. on either of them. And whether it was against the Spurs and the Magic, and we can argue that two of them are neither good teams. The Spurs don't have a consistent big man and the Magic. Who on the Magic stopping Kyrie, right? right. So at this point, I'm not going to knock either of them. I do, do you remember back in the day when, you know, when we were 12, 13, middle school, going into high school, and you look at the NBA scores on your phone after school, right. and it's, 88, 92, <laughs> and it's 96, 100. Yeah. And it, oh, and if there was 110, you would, oh, that, someone went crazy that night. You're right. Now, 150? <laughs> That's and average. you're averaging, and people are just normally getting 130 a night? <laughs> what is, the game has changed. Yeah. And it's insane. And I'm not knocking either of the 60 points. And whether I'm saying it's easier now or it's hard, I mean, it's definitely not easy to get 60 because, I saw a stat that said the last time that there was a 60-point performance back-to-back was Will Chamberlain did it himself when back-to-back. Exactly. So, huh. himself, yeah. right? You're right. So, that just says something that 60 points ain't no joke to get. You're right. But, like, is it the same that now? Or is the game more fit? I mean, they both had about 15 free throws. Not to say that they didn't deserve them. You know, mm. you get in the paint, you get hit, or you get fouled or whatever. But it, this is insane. Like, You're right. I keep seeing these scores go up. You're not and wrong. up 150 to what 145 or something like that. That's mm. insane. Mm. You're not wrong, Paul. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I went off on a little tangent, but that's no, you're that's right. my spiel, man. I like y'all. You're not wrong. I like a little fire, Paul. I like a little fire. But look, my opinion, Paul. Defense, obviously, in the NBA, we know that's <laughs> debatable. But <laughs> personally, Paul, I gotta go with Cat. His 60-point performance. Obviously, like you said, 60 points in an NBA game, that's nothing to sneeze at, regardless of who does it. But I got to say, Cat, because he set the franchise record. And let me tell you why. Because if the Timberwolves are going to make a long-term effort, right, in retaining Carl Anthony Towns, To me, obviously, they have the best record coming out since the All-Star break. You can't sneeze at that. But they got to do something in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. 
You're not going to tell me this man has spent his whole career here to do absolutely nothing. Okay? So I'm praying to God that this little run that they're on, that little 60-point performance last week, is a sign to come for what they're about to do in these playoffs, Paul. Because, honestly, they don't do anything with the point. I understand you got Anthony Edwards. I understand you got D'Lo. I understand you say, oh, we got a nice little future young guys here. And Carl Anthony Sounds isn't, he's young guys, but he's starting to get up there, okay? He's starting to get to that Anthony Davis range, and we're going to start looking at him in that type of way. What have you done, okay? So if he wants to, you know, continue this trend he's on, they got to do something in the playoffs. But respect the cat, of course, and obviously respect the Kyrie. But this year, as I was getting back to this year, Paul, the Warriors are obviously the favorite to come out of the West. They've been struggling a little bit. Draymond got ejected last game. It's not looking too hot right now. Obviously, adversity comes with the season and progression, blase, blase. But, Paul, in your honest opinion, are the Warriors the team to beat coming out of the West? And I will answer that in two parts. Mm. One, Steph Curry. Steph Curry's out right now. And he said that he is optimistic about being back for the first playoff game. So you get Steph Curry back, and I, you have an argument to say yes. But you also get Steph Curry back that hasn't played in a month. Sure do. Is that the same thing? Mm. And let's not forget... Who's in front of the Warriors now? Let's not let's not forget mm. the Suns. Don't forget who else? Phoenix and the Grizzlies. Yes, sir. But go ahead with your Suns. Go ahead. Go ahead. And the, this is my thing. The Suns have been there. They've won playoff games. That's my worry about the Grizzlies. They're young. Steven Adams hasn't been in that moment. Jaw hasn't been in that moment yet of playing an actual big series game. That's my worry with them is inexperienced. The they, were Suns, just in the play, they were just in the play-in last year. They almost made the play-in. Yeah, but again, that's the play-in. You're going you're right, in you're as right. a two-seed now. You're, right, you're, you're expected right. to win. You're right. You are, you're not expected to win in the mm. play-in. Mm. You're a two-seed. So I don't think the Warriors is the team to beat. Mm. I think they are a team to beat, but they're not the team. And I think it's just still – it's on the Suns. I mean, 58-14 now, and you're not beating them. I mean, they have a better record away. And then they do home, and their home record's not bad. So it's like, where do you beat them? So I, honestly, I, I still give it to the Suns. Warriors are right behind them, and I hope the Grizzlies can uh, prove me wrong with their inexperience. But let's not forget the the team that also always makes deep, deep is the Jazz. They always choke, yeah. but I you know they, they don't get me started on them, boys. They don't get me started. Oh gosh, but the Sun, hey, the Suns are making believers believers out of me again, Paul. I'll say that. I'll definitely say that. I know I've been hard on them these past couple weeks. I've referred to them as the Jazz. You know, we know what time it is during the regular season. Great regular season team, but during the playoffs, what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? But the Suns, could they really go back to the finals? I got to believe it. I got to see it to believe it, Paul. I really do. But I appreciate you, my boy. I appreciate you, of course, for being on the show. Always an honor, a privilege, and another honor, of course, to be on here with you. 
Gotta get you back on, of course. Gotta get you back on. But obviously another time. You don't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. Appreciate you. Oh, and, uh, one quick shout out to Justin Thomas. He gave me knuckles at the Valspar Championship. So yes, if you're watching this, Justin Thomas, yes, sir. I, I was voting for you. Shout out to Justin you. Thomas. Shout out to that. But we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. Paul, appreciate you one more time. Yes, sir. And Thanks Don Tolliver is going to take us out. And we'll see you at the after party after these 30 seconds. We'll be back. Peace. back we're back we're back better pull up to that after party i'm telling you better pull up love it here love it here love it here gotta love good friends my boy gotta love good friends ladies and gentlemen gotta love them and we're back and we're back with some justice hour of course because a lot of people that look like me obviously need some justice in this country you gotta love it and ladies and gentlemen, for this Justice Hour, for this Justice Hour, ladies and gentlemen, I got to bring attention to this Brittany Griner situation one more time because they didn't hear me in the back. So I got to speak up a little bit more. You understand what I'm saying? You understand? You're picking up what I'm putting down. Ladies and gentlemen, if Brittany Griner was any famous, she's famous. Cause she's she's a black she's a w, one of the greatest WNBA one of the greatest women players we ever seen play the game, right now you can say that about Brittany Griner. So she's famous, but if Brittany Griner was a white American athlete being detained in Russia when they're on the brink of World War Three, ladies and gentlemen, hell would have caught loose back way back when. I'm here to tell you that right now. Brittany Griner has been held for going on close to a month now, ladies and gentlemen. Although she doesn't live in the United States all the time. Although she lives overseas, obviously she would rather be in the United States right now. And the fact that she's being held for hemp oil is what's really appalling. Now some of you say, DeAndre... That's the country's laws. If they have laws against hemp, what are you going to say about it? Ladies and gentlemen, Russia just sent a white woman who tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And they literally put her on the biggest stage of the sporting world in the Olympics. So obviously there's a little double standard. But you know, she's American. She's, she's used to that. But what I have to call out is where's the American government? You can't tell me, ladies and gentlemen, if this was Sue Bird, the U.S. government wouldn't have been on this right now. You can't tell me if this was Coach Becky Hammond of the Spurs. The fucking NBA wouldn't be 
screaming at the top of their lungs, free her. You can't tell me that if this was any white, famous American athlete, hell wouldn't have been raised already. You can't tell me it because I've seen it before. So it's just crazy to me how we have literally sat here going on a month and haven't said shit. Haven't seen ESPN say shit about it. Haven't said Sports Center say shit about it. But the first, but when she got arrested, haven't heard any news organizations say shit about it. How the hell is it limited on Twitter? This is the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the world we live in. And I'm truly sick of it. I am truly, truly sick of it. People hate to bring race into everything. Race doesn't, isn't in everything. Then explain this. You can't. Because it's in everything. Every single thing you think about, ladies and gentlemen. But we just don't like to talk about it because it makes some people feel funny. So we got to resolve this Britney Griner situation, ladies and gentlemen. We got to do it. I don't know if I have to write a handwritten letter to Biden myself, but I'll do it if that's what it takes. Because this shit is ridiculous. Begs for our vote multiple times. Both sides of the both sides of the aisle don't you know this isn't a political show, but they beg for our vote. Turn around and slap us in the face. Turn around and turn a blind eye. Turn around and turn a deaf ear, whichever one you want to call it. They don't care. So we have to simply take matters into our own hands. And I'm tired of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really tired of it. I'm sick of it. And we need change now, right now, immediately, expeditiously, whatever the fastest word you can think of. We need it. Free Britney Griner, damn it. Free Britney Griner. Praying for you, girl. It's that time, damn it. It's that time. You know she's coming around the corner just already she, so she can try to tell me to. Calm down. I won't do it, Karen. Calm down. I shan't do it, Karen. And I refuse to do it, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen of the Week. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. And this week's Karen of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna love because she had a mental breakdown. So I'm just gonna play it for you. It's only 24 seconds. Go ahead. That's her having a mental breakdown. She's having a breakdown because she just got caught being racist. And I love it here. Damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's Karen of the Week. How the hell are you going to block someone from entering a store? Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just think about it. How are you going to block someone from entering a store? That you don't own, you don't work at, 
You're simply there shopping yourself. How are you going to do it? I'm glad you asked. Nothing more than being racist. That's all you got to do. Do that. Be racist. Throw a fit like you're a toddler and hysterically scream because you got called being racist. That's how you can block someone out of a store, ladies and gentlemen. This is care. This, oh, ladies and gentlemen, white people sometimes, white people sometimes think they own everything when they don't. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes white people will push their white privilege on you, thinking you're supposed to move. Jump frog type of thing, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to be the first one to tell you, you have the A-OK for Karen, uh, Ken, uh, whatever I said last week with the mixed girl. You have every right to slap the hell out of a racist, ladies and gentlemen. Now, will you go to jail? Mm. Mm, depends, you know, most likely, maybe. Assault, of course. But will it feel good? And will that ride be great? I'm sure it will. Sometimes I dream about it, honestly. I don't dream about riding in a cop car, ladies and gentlemen, except when I dream about slapping a racist. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, something has to be done. Protest didn't do it. Simply talking didn't do it. Love although I believe love solves everything, didn't do it. So obviously, that leads violence. Mm -mm -mm. And you know, as much as we say violence isn't the answer, as much as we like to approach that little thought, at this moment in time, violence doesn't sound too bad. Especially when we're talking about dealing with racism. This Karen not only didn't respond to her being accused of being racist. She simply just had a panic attack. Quotation, quotation. You can't make it up. You simply cannot make it up. So ladies and gentlemen, although I know Karen is around the corner and she's probably going to try to tell me to, and I won't do it. And she's telling me to, but I won't do it. And she'll tell me to, but I won't do it, ladies and gentlemen. I refuse to do it. Because as long as we continue to calm down. Don't expect change to happen. As long as we continue to calm down. Don't expect shit to change how these people treat us. Go ahead and bring it in for me, Mr. Organist. Go ahead and bring it in. Adversity talk, adversity talk, adversity talk. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's going to hell. No doubt about that. Can't argue that. The world's going to hell. But what's that mean to you? And the way your life is going? It doesn't mean a thing. I'm here to tell you. It doesn't mean a thing. Control what you can control, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not asking you to solve the world's hunger problem by yourself. I'm not asking you to, to start a revolution by yourself. I'm not asking you to solve the world's crisis, the world racism problem by itself, by yourself. I'm not asking you to do it because no one can do it by themselves unless it was Jesus himself. So because that's the fact of the matter, 
I'm simply asking you to change your life for the better. I'm simply asking you to control what you can control. You can control your attitude. You can control your work ethic. You can control chasing after your dreams. You can control saying nice things. You can control putting negativity in the, into the world. You can control that. You sure can. You sure can. So ladies and gentlemen, all I'm asking you to do is control what you can control. And that'll not only impact your life, trust and believe if you put positivity out, it will reciprocate in the world. The world as a whole? No, hell no. Again, I'm not asking you to do it by yourself. But that can be passed on to someone else. And that can be passed on to someone else and so on and so forth. But you gotta control what you can control for at least your life. No one's making that better, but you. So that's your mission for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Cut it. That is your mission for this week. Simply control what you control. What you can control. And I pinky promise you'll see changes happen for the better. Trust and believe me. I haven't steered you wrong yet, so just trust and believe your boy. Trust and believe your boy. Cool World's gonna take us out. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all, of course. I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. Choose wisely. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. And of course, stay beautiful. See you next week. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back with a glass here. And I love y'all. Yep. Stacking this paper is sort of habitual. I blow the residual and fucking your bitch like it's part of my ritual.